Hello there, and welcome to today's broadcast of Reinvent Your World. And, you know, as we get together, our goal is always to provide encouragement for you and for your friends because you or someone you know may have just gone through a really tough situation. And the stories that we share here are designed to help give you hope and encouragement that no matter where you have been, no matter what you've lost, no matter what you've experienced, you can start today and build and create a brand new, beautiful life. Today, I am so privileged to have as my guest, Vanessa Cole. Now, Vanessa is someone that is out there in the world doing incredible things. And the story that she's going to tell you, I think, it's just like me, you're liable to just like put your hand on your heart and say, oh my gosh. And then to hear her story about how God really moved in her life and brought her to where she is today. But you can understand that God is willing to do the same thing for you. Vanessa lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and she is a project manager in the healthcare industry. She's also the founder of Pouring on Purpose Ministries. She's an in-demand speaker and trainer all over the Metroplex and virtually around the world. And she's a featured speaker at an upcoming motivational and inspirational conference called Chat with Purpose. And if you are in the Metroplex area around DeSoto, she's going to be at the DeSoto Civic Center in October. And we'll make sure and have a link that event for you in the show notes. Now, if it's after October and you've missed it, we're sorry, but we want to make sure that the people who are listening right now are able to get in touch with her. She is married with adult children, and one of the things that she loves to do in her downtime is to entertain others. Now, I don't know. She says she dances and she sings. I'm thinking that she's not entertaining for her dancing and singing, but she's enjoying having all of her friends and family over. And that her favorite song right now is by Lauren Daigle. Her favorite song is I Will Trust in You. And a scripture that is especially significant to Vanessa is Ephesians 2.10, which says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which the Lord ordained that we should walk in them. Welcome to the Reinvent Your World broadcast. My name is Donna Woolham and I'm your host. My goal is for every woman to know that God loves you and he's for you. And no matter where you are today, you can start right now and create an incredible new life. Let's get started into the show, okay? Vanessa, thank you so much for being a guest on the Reinvent Your World broadcast today. Well, Donna, thank you. I am so honored to uh, be even here, you know, just having the opportunity to share the goodness of God to others. It's always a pleasure to do that and just thinking about how good God is and how he's moving in, in our lives in different ways, but yet he's accomplishing the pur- uh, the his purpose, you know, of getting us out there and sharing him with others. And so I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. Oh, well, it is my honor and privilege. Thank you so much. 
you know, Vanessa, you're, it sounds like you're a busy lady. You're a mom, you have adult children, <laughs> you are involved in a ministry, so I'm guessing you have a busy uh, church life, a busy social life, you're working at another position, you're speaking, you're training. I'm just curious, and this is a question <laughs> I like to ask all of my guests, what's an average day like for you? If we were going to peek in your windows at your home there in the DFW Metroplex, what yeah. would a typical day be like for you? Well, you know, with all those things going on, right, you you kind of have to make sure that God in the, is in the mix and he's ordering your footsteps. So, you know, sort of my day is with morning devotional and prayer. Just asking the Lord to order my footsteps so that I can read. Uh, so I can receive from him, you know, um, and I want for what I do to glorify God. And so sometimes I actually have to look at my schedule and say, okay, this is this, and here's what I've got, and here's what I've got. And sometimes I have to take things out of my schedule because it just doesn't fit. I'm trying to fit 24 things in a 25-hour day, I mean a 24-hour <laughs> day, 25 things, you know. And so for me, it's just getting up in the morning with devotion and prayer and asking the Lord again to order my footsteps so that he may receive glory and I can worship him throughout my day. I do morning exercise. I do coffee. I do all of that before I get started. <laughs> but I work from home, which is very helpful for me. So uh, in the times when I'm having breaks or if I even get a chance to do lunch, I'm looking at my schedule for the Bible study that I do uh, with Point on Purpose, or I'm looking at something the Lord has put in my spirit, you know, to, to go over and revisit and study. But when I'm exercising, I hear a lot from the Lord because I walk, mm. you know, and so sometimes my walk is an hour and 30 minutes, and I've got my headphone on, and I'm listening to different scriptures. I'm, li I'm listening to uh, different ministers preach the word, and a lot of times I feel like, oh, that's right where I need to be. Thank you, Lord, God, for allowing me to hear that today, you know, and I'm making notes while I'm walking. So, yeah, I, I do have a busy day. I think for the most part, though, that God is in it. And I still get a chance to rest. I still get a chance to close my eyes. I still have an eight-hour um, night of rest. And, and it's because, I, you know, I believe that, you know, the Lord is ordering my footsteps. And so that, for me, allows me to be able to rest. Mm, I love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. I just have this picture because I, I love to walk and listen to things, too. And I can imagine you're just grabbing your phone and putting something in the notes and pausing yeah. that, <laughs> that message and say, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> now, I cook and clean too, Donna. I don't have anybody coming over cleaning. I, I cook, I clean, yep. I wash my own car, but let my husband tell he does most of that, but I wash my car. <laughs> I well, it I do it like, all. It sounds to me like you are a modern American woman, right? You're just taking Amen. care of everything that right. needs to be taken care of. And uh, I love that about your husband now. Uh, can you share his name with us? Yeah, Reginald, Reginald Cole. Reginald Cole. Yeah. And he works with you. 
in ministry as well, doesn't he? He does. We actually, we didn't even mention this one. So we, <laughs> we have a marriage ministry. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was birthed a couple of years ago. Um, and we he does a lot more. He has more hands-on with it. From time to time, I pop in with a video or something of that nature. Um, but he does more of the work with it. And so God is just moving in us, you know, what we – you know, what we really try to do, Donna, in all honesty, is that where God is blessed us in places and where we have an opportunity to share the goodness of God, that's just where we share it. And so whatever we've gone through, if it can be a blessing to someone else, we're going to share. We're going to find a way to get it out there and let you know that you are not alone. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. The enemy would like for us to think that we are the only ones going through a thing. But truth be told, there's someone else that has gone through it, and there is a way out. God offers a way out. Thank you, God. I think that we sharing our testimonies with others, that helps others to come out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. One of my favorite scriptures and one that is really this broadcast is built on is that the Spirit of Jesus is prophecy. And so my full belief is that whatever Jesus has done for someone else, whatever God has done for someone else, that means that he is able to do that for you as well because God is not a respecter of persons. So where we have found freedom, where we have found liberty, where we have found deliverance and hope and healing, God is more than willing and more than able to step in and do the same thing for others. So. I love that. I love that you share where you've found grace and mercy in that. You share it with others. Thank That's awesome. Thank you, Reginald. If you're listening to this, thank you for your marriage ministry. <laughs> we, we, we need that in America and around the world Yes, today. it is. Um, solid Foundations Marriage Ministry. So, solid yeah. Foundations. Foundations, yeah. This isn't about Reginald, but we'll put it in there. Thank you. You know, one of the things that we talked about was that story that you told me about what I call life a life altering experience. And for a lot of people, you know, life altering experiences are all kinds of things. My explanation of that is that life was one day one way, and the next day, another way. And mm-hmm. you shared a story with me about that. So I would love for you now to just tell us this story about a time when you faced a loss that, or a life-altering experience. I know that this is a loss for you, but it changed everything for you. And I just want you to tell that sure. in your own words, Okay. I sure will. Thank you. You know, I'm just going to let you know that um, this this involves an individual that was a best friend to me from fourth grade. So, grade two, she's one of my besties, and she had introduced me to Christ, and she shared the gospel with me. In fact, my family and I had attended her church, and we were baptized there. Mm-hmm. And while, you know, as a child, I 
drove the buses that came through the neighborhood to pick up kids and to take them to church, you know, on Sundays and all of that. So that was great. But I really didn't have an understanding of Jesus dying on the cross for us and what that meant. I, I hadn't grasped the depth of God's love at the time, nor had I made it, you know, public about my faith. But when she introduced it and she shared with such a loving heart that she had, um, I really took it to heart. And mm-hmm. I began to learn more and more about God. And with her being a friend of mine, we had uh, some other friends that we both knew. And one night we decided that we were going to just have a cook-in, you know, just a girl's night, right? A girl's night. (laughs) So we were there with the four of us with our children. Our children were playing and we were there. We were praying, you know, we were laughing, we were eating. I think she had spaghetti and um, (laughs) uh, salad and all that. It was great, though. But, you know, um, for nighttime, the other ladies and their kids had left. And I decided that me and my kids would stay and spend the night. And I'm really thankful to God that I did because the next morning, my friend and I, we had, um, we woke up and, of course, the laughter continued we were going back, you know, in history, thinking about times in our high school days, being cheerleaders and mm-hmm. drill team and all of that good stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we just, you know, it was, we kind of reminisced about the time when we didn't have bills. You know, we didn't have responsibilities. <laughs> now we got kids yeah. and now we're <laughs> growing old in age. We were remembering the good old days, you know. Um, we walked into my girlfriend's closet because she was a sharp dresser. She was a very classy lady, and um, she was sharing with me some of the new purchases that she had made. And um, we got in there, and we got to talk, and then hours went by, and I realized that I needed to get out. I needed to go to church. So um, <laughs> I was telling her, you know, let me let me get up from here. Let me get the kids and get off to church, and I'll call you. But, I, you know, I walked towards the door, and um, I heard her say, wait a minute, I don't feel good. And I looked around, you know, as I turned my head to her, she had her hand to her chest. And when I saw that, I knew that something was serious. At that time, I just managed enough strength to walk over to her grab her and try to make it to the bed, you know, to put Mm -hmm. her in the bed. But she had collapsed before we got to the bed. And, you know, for a brief moment, I was speechless. Like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to say. And, you know, Donna, we were taught all the time, you know, mom taught us dial 911 when there's an emergency, do this, do that. And there were commercials that used to go on about 911. None of that came to mind for me. I was mm-hmm. just lost at the time. But it was then I called on Jesus, and he mm-hmm. heard my cry is what I say. He heard my cry because he brought back to me the things that I needed to do. <laughs> right. And, it kind of, it, you know, it calmed me in a sense. You know, I took a few deep breaths. I called 911. Um, I was able to go and find her cell phone. I located her family's numbers, called them, and I met the family at the uh, emergency room, the hospital. 
And when the nurse came in and asked for the family to meet the doctor in the family room, her mom had motioned to me to come with them, you know. And um, we got in there, and the doctor came, and he explained that they had done all that they could do, and they were just not able to revive her. And, again, I had a moment where I really didn't know what was going on. You know, the family began to cry. I didn't know why they were crying. And so I looked at the doctor, and I had asked him, well, you know, what does that mean? And he had said to me she was no longer with us, that she had passed away. Now, Donna, that just left me heartbroken. Like, here is my friend from, eight, from I think when you're in the fourth grade, what are you, nine or ten years old, to age 30, through 20 years of friendship, you're saying to me, laughing and talking with her in one moment, she's no longer with me in another. That was crushing. That was crushing. I was like, we were just talking, you know. Well, if you bear with me just a moment, because well, of course, <laughs> that hit so hard. When you have someone that you could always reach out and talk to, you can laugh with, and you can love on, and, and you know, express concerns, and they would encourage you. And like I said, she was the one who showed me. Uh, she. You know, she showed me the love of God through the way that she was. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord saw fit to bring that to her, to say, hey, go to her, talk to her about her Mm -hmm. relationship with me. You know what I mean? Wow. That's love from the Father. And so I'm just so grateful that I have that. and it took me a moment, the grieving period, it really took me a moment, but, um, is, you know, to come to a place where I realized that at some point we're all, you know, we're all going to go through this and, mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll be for the glory of God, the way that we live our lives. So it's more important for me to do what I can do for God, you know, and for the kingdom of God while I'm here. Yeah. And so I just remember, you know, scriptures just telling us, why is they do not harden your heart? And so mm-hmm. I, I tell you, I'm I'm grateful for the relationship that we did have. I'm grateful for the things that we, we had gone through. I was a little shaken at the time, but uh, but the love of God is still here for me. Yeah. I'm just so grateful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful and so powerful. So, so beautiful and powerful. So my my thought around that is that I have discovered in myself that through these difficult, trying, painful times, that I've discovered things about myself, some good and some not so good. So, and that I'm thankful for those two because then that wakes me up to the fact that there's places where the Lord needs to come in and do some work on me, and I need to pay attention. But one of the things I, I'd like to ask you is in the middle of that, and you talked about being so shocked and then being able to have the strength of purpose to do what needed to be done. But during this entire time, this sequence, from the time this happened until even today, what would you say is the 
biggest surprise about yourself that you've discovered? You know, prior to that, I thought, you know, I, I kind of thought, you know, we live, we would live forever. Mm. You know, it just was, it just was not a real thought that a person at an age at age thirty would die. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to be grandparents and great grandparents. Yeah. Just to know that God has a plan for each of us. And even if the plan doesn't look the way that we think it should, even though the outcome doesn't look like we think it should look, what I what I had to realize is that the outcome, because God is still in control, the outcome is for his glory at the end of the day. Yeah. And so for me, I have to stop and give God glory and give him praise in the things that are going on in my life, even when it's a little tight for me, even when uh, it's unfavorable, even when the when the rubber meets the road and I got to answer for some stuff that I probably should not have done, should not have said, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have to realize that God is in control of a thing, and he can still bring it back into alignment, into his plan, but the outcome of it is in his, is in his control. Yeah, yeah. But I need to praise him in it, give mm-hmm. him thanks in it, you know, mm-hmm. cease without praying and give him thanks. So scripture tells us in everything, give thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So powerful. So powerful. Was there anyone who came alongside of you that was able to help you in this time, Vanessa? Uh, a family member, a friend, someone that was able to just really help you and give you the space to grieve, to mourn the way that you needed to and to walk beside you? I wish that I could tell you that there was someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am an individual who was very tough, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have tough love. Uh, so I'm one who who's not going to cry easily in front of someone. At least I didn't until I hit around my 40s. Now I cry at the drop of a dime. <laughs> <laughs> but before, <laughs> before that, I never let someone see me cry. I'm, mm. I was tough on the outside, you know. Um, and so I think, really, I think uh, having that persona, uh, people didn't think that I needed it. Mm. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. it really wasn't offered. Yeah. But I can tell you this, having accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I had access to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, being the Holy Spirit dwells in me. Uh, that kept me balanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I realized that everything that has happened never took God by surprise. He was in complete control. So God being the source of my help, mm-hmm. that's where the help that I needed came from. Because, you know, you hear that we're praying for you, we're praying for it, but no one really came over. No one really 
you know, delivered a meal or no one really, you know, can I pray with you or, you know, that kind of thing um, or come over. I just want to sit with you for a little bit. It wasn't like that. But I don't blame anyone because I think that's just how I was raised, mm-hmm. you know, really. <laughs> like yeah. it said, someone who just really didn't need um, that soft, gentle touch, you know. I was yeah. a rough girl. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, too, because, you know, having been on both sides of this equation, do you think that sometimes that people don't understand that a grief like yours is just as powerful as a grief of of any other kind? So this was your best friend who was like a sister to you, but she wasn't, quote, your blood. And do you think that sometimes people can negate that kind of grief that they don't even recognize that maybe that is a powerful kind of grief as well? I do. I think that that is a possibility, you know. Um, But I don't know that, I mean, I I think back at her funeral, it was jam-packed. Yes, so many people spoke good words um, about their relationship with her and how she had touched them. So she touched a lot of lives, and yeah. she encouraged many people. So I, I do believe that a lot of people were were um, hurt, the hearts were broken, um, and I do believe a lot of people grieved. I just think that. Sometimes we don't know how to be the right kind of support yeah. during times of grieving. Yeah, I agree 100%, 100%, you know, because I've, I've found myself in situations where people have gone through really difficult times and just not knowing what to say, you know. And yeah. so I think so often people feel like if they don't know what to say, they shouldn't say anything. And I've learned yeah. over the years that sometimes just being able to put your hand on a shoulder and saying, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, yeah. is sometimes enough, right? Sometimes it's enough. Yeah. So I'm, you said that the Lord is the one who helped you have the balance through all of this. And I'm thinking that because your story comes from a different perspective of loss, that maybe there's someone on this listening today and they've never heard their story told before until right now. When you are telling the story of this longtime childhood friend that has died and now you're going through life without that sidekick next to you. And there's a woman out there, maybe men who are listening and they're saying, wow, you know, nobody's ever told my story like that before. So Vanessa, in this next few minutes, I want you to just kind of picture yourself sitting and having that cup of coffee and someone has just poured their heart out to you and told your story to you. And they're asking, how do I, how do I navigate through this? What advice would you give that person today? Well, you know, 
there are all sorts of studies out there about um, grieving in various stages of grieving. But, I, I, you know, I believe that no man can tell you how long mm. you are to be in a certain stage of grieving. Mm-hmm. And so I would advise the individual, whatever they're going through and wherever they are in the grieving stage, just to always keep God close. Keep him at the center of their lives because he's going to help them and to guide them through the challenges that they face without the individual, without, you know, whether it be their parents that is no longer with them, whether it be a child that's no longer with them. God can help us through it all. Mm-hmm. Psalm 30, in Psalm 34, it talks about um, the Lord is near the brokenhearted and he saves those whose spirits are crushed. I really love that because he knows that we're brokenhearted. He allows us to grieve. You know, he he allows that. And, and I think it is okay to grieve as long as we have hope. Mm. You know, we can't negate, like you said, the fact that God, Jesus is our hope. That's where our hope is. And so... We have a Savior. We have someone who is there to help us. And the Holy Spirit dwells in us to be able to guide us through these life circumstances and the changes that are going on in our lives. It can help us navigate those things. And so the Lord is the only one that can deliver us. He's the only one that can. And while we love to run to family members, Bless their heart. They do the best that they can. But sometimes we put expectations on people that is not theirs. Mm. And it causes undue stress. It causes, uh, it, it could bring a rift in the relationship, you know, some strife yeah. when, you're, when you're expecting someone to do something and it wasn't really theirs to do. Now, I know that we should uh, bear one another's burdens and, and, and help them through things, but some things only God can do. Only God can do. So having him at the center, you know, reading the word and letting the word speak to you. And sometimes, you know, some someone asks me, you know, what if you just don't have time to read the word? Maybe you need to make the time. You know, if you just <laughs> need to put a scripture on a, a notepad or something, a sticky Put it in your car. If it's the same scripture, so it gets in your heart, and when things happen, that's what, you know, is being recalled. You know, sometimes we have we have to be intentional about keeping God at the center of what we do and through our lives, because that's how we get through. Yes, God sends people our way to answer the prayers, you know, but sometimes we have that expectation of people that only God is to fulfill. Mm-hmm. That is so wise and so true, so true. And you're so correct that those expectations that we place on people when God is the only one who can meet those can really cause some challenges and problems in our relationships. And that's in the whole realm of every kind of relationship, whether it's that's right. uh, being restored from grief or whether it's relationships with your mother or with your husband or your children 
there are some places mm-hmm. where only God, only God is the answer for those. So, Vanessa, as we kind of close things up today, there's a couple of different things that I'd like to know. First of all, what did you learn about God that you hadn't really known about him before? And also, is there anything that you wish we had talked about that now you'd like to share? So, I don't know about you, Donna, but uh, I, I told you before that uh, when we were little, they used to drive the church bus up and down the street, pick us up on Sundays and take us to church. Uh, back then, my thought of God was that he was just like an angry God. Mm. <laughs> mm. And that he was out to get us if we didn't obey his word. You better get that on that bus God. and go to church, right? Uh, you, you, <laughs> yeah. You bet not curse. You bet not, you know, you couldn't do anything. But there was no real, there was no real guidance and instructions of how to live a Christian lifestyle. And so today, you know, in reading the word of God and really listening to, uh, I've listened to various podcasts. I listened to YouTube videos you know, just different things like that. But I, I do that so that not only can I under, get an understanding from what I have, you know, in the reading of the word, but to see that it lines up uh, from other from pastors and so forth. And I just think that sometimes we need, we do need that fellowship mm-hmm. and uh, the village of others to help yeah. us in this to better understand this, the, the Christian lifestyle and to be more like Christ and what that looks like and for us to walk that out before one another and to help us in that. Um, I, I love being able to fellowship with others. I love being able to, to build a relationship with someone I've never met before, um, to, to meet them and, and, and find out things about them. You know, that's my heart. I told you, I entertain and I just love being around people. That's what mm-hmm. I found out that that's God's love, mm-hmm. you know, the agape love that's unconditional. I love that about God. He's, he's not wanting to destroy us. Right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. He wants right. to show his love to us. He wants to be in relationship with us. And even when I do wrong, you know, I can go boldly before the throne of grace and receive the mercy, you know, mm. and find grace that I need to help me. Not, you know, you you going to the pits of hell, you know. You, you just... Right, right. <laughs> and I love to be able to share that with people so that they could see, they could come away from, uh, come away with a different perspective of what, and who our God really is, the loving God that we know, you know. So I love that about God. And you, you asked me another question. What um, You said if we what, – what was your last question? I'm sorry. Is there anything that you wish we'd talked about that we didn't? And would you like to talk about that now? You know, um, yeah. So we talked – you, you said at the, at the beginning about um, – the scripture, and I, and I do, I love Ephesians 2 and 10, and I love it because the scripture tells us, for we are his workmanship, so he's our creator, right? He knows exactly 
what we are doing, we have any issues or anything like that, we can go to the creator. And he created us in Christ Jesus to do good works. I I absolutely love this scripture, and I love it so that I, I do believe that with all that God has done for me and, and all that he is working through me, it's my belief that God has called each of us to share him with others, to share the gospel, to make him known. I mean, he gives all of us unique ways to do this. So I would just like to encourage others to seek him, to seek him first for the things that he has for us and the plans that he has for us. And then when he gives us things, move, move, act on them in faith. You know what I mean? Yes, so this ma'am. Is different than, oh, I just, I just believe God. So what's the last thing, you know, God told you? But he told me, so, but I'm not sure yet. I'm waiting. You, you know, we've heard all of it. But I just say move in faith. You know, it requires us to act. Don't stay where we are. You know, God calls us to be fruitful and to multiply, fill the earth, and to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's out of our trials, like the one that I talked about earlier, that we get the opportunity to testify of God's goodness. Mm-hmm. It's out of those. So we just need to trust God and do the good work that he's called us to do. Yeah. Oh, I just love it. I just love it, Vanessa. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your heart today and for sharing so much wisdom. And I know that... Uh, you said that your website is in transition right now, but what I want to be able to do is just tell people how they can find you right now if they want to get in touch with you. What's the best way? Well, you know, I am on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> you can find okay. me on the various accounts with all the different ministries I tell you that we are working on, but um, I'm under Way Leadership, Way Leadership. Way Leadership. And so, yes, Way Leadership, W-A-Y. So you can find me there. Um, But, again, Vanessa Cole, if you do that, you probably will locate three or four. (laughs) 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 That's because you're a multi-passionate woman, right? You've got lots going on in your life. (laughs) But we will make sure that we get connected on Way Leadership. And, Vanessa, I just want to say thank you again so much for being with us today. It's just been an incredible privilege and honor. Thank you for your transparency, your honesty, and your genuine goodness of sharing life after loss today. Thank you so much. I thank you, Donna, for having me. And I'm just praying that God continues to bless all that you are doing in your ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really hope that something that you heard helped you to be encouraged and inspired. And in fact, if it has, would you do me a favor? Would you please just share this with a friend of yours and join me over on social media on Facebook and Instagram? Well, you know, wherever you are, I'm probably there too. But be sure and go to the website, DonnaWollum.com, and grab the free resources that we have for you. Thanks again, and have a wonderful Living at My Best Day.